Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. We are live on the debut episode of Sal Sports Live. Welcome in. Sal Capaccio here. And yes, I'm back in mom's basement. For those of you who get that joke, it's been a long time since I've been streaming, doing something like this with a background. However, it looks many years ago, I got used to get made fun of for doing stuff like this. Now everybody's doing it because we're in the pandemic and everybody goes to Zoom and all that kind of stuff. But here we are again, ready to rock and roll. So glad you're here. So glad you could come aboard. However you're watching, you could do this on Twitter, Sal Sports. You could do this on Facebook, Sal Sports. You can do this on my YouTube channel as well. I'm so glad to do this every week for you. Really cool that we're going to be able to have Bill's talk for you each and every week. Here's my plan. Let me lay it out for you right now. All right. My plan is to do this every single Thursday night, 7:30 to 8 PM. And yes, that's right. Lord Pagula comes in the chat box and says, remember Justin TV. I did that. It was Ustream. It was Justin TV. We did all that. I was, I was the trendsetter, the blazer, but then everybody else started doing it. And I got made fun of, I moved to Buffalo. I went on radio on WGR, but now Life comes full circle, right? Here we are. I'm going to I'm gonna clean up the background. Don't worry. Don't worry about the stuff it says on your screen. We're going to make sure that we get all that taken care of and make it look a lot better because we're just starting this whole thing out, right? I'm just, I just want to talk Bill's football with you. I want to talk NFL with you. And that's really the goal of this every Thursday night. We're going to keep it to 30 minutes every Thursday night. Going to lead you into Thursday night football. Got a lot to get to. And to start it off, I'm going to get to my friend in just a minute, Matt Perino of NewYorkUpstate.com, NewYorkUp.com, Syracuse.com. He's going to join me. And a big reason why I'm asking Matt to do it is because he really helped me out a lot with this. Matt is like the uh, master of all the streaming stuff that's going on. He knows exactly how to do all that stuff. So I'm going to have him come in in just a little while. But we got a Bills and Dolphins game to get to as well. We got some updates from the practice field today. I was out there down at One Bills Drive watching the team. John Brown, update on him. The linebackers, the Bills are very banged up at linebacker. Got some things to run through as far as the team is concerned. And then going to head down to Miami in South Florida. I'm going to have a guest on at 745, Travis Wingfield. He's basically the Chris Brown of the Miami Dolphins. He's uh, their team-embedded reporter. So we're going to have him on to talk a little bit about the Dolphins 
and the Bills. I know it says 735. I'm going to have Matt Perino, but I think I'm ready to bring him in right now. I hope that you can all read everything in the chat box, see everything clearly now. Give me a thumbs up in the chat box if you can. Also, when we're done here, if you missed any of this any week, whether it's tonight or any other time, I'm going to upload the audio of this to my Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. So how about that? You don't have to be here every Thursday night. I want you to be. I want you to watch the stream. But every Thursday night when I'm done, I'm going to upload the audio to the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast so you can just listen that way. You can download, subscribe. That's through WGR550.com. Also, Apple iTunes, those kinds of things. All right. I'm going to bring in my friend, Matt Perino, to make sure this goes all right right here. Look at that. There you go. You're <laughs> this amazing. Dude. This is awesome. What's like up, brother? Not nearly as good as yours. Well. Yeah, I'm still waiting for. We've been doing this for about four months over on our our, our podcast, um, and it's you know it's the way of the future, right? Like you mentioned, and I'm still waiting for people to make fun of my movie collection behind me because this was the only spot in my house that I could find to do this, and most of these are my wife's movies, and so I wanted some people to make Have fun of them. Have you watched them, every movie that's behind you? No, but she has multiple times. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> which one, like, which one do you need to watch? Like that's behind you, that you haven't watched it. You're like, I gotta watch this one soon. Oh, that's a great movie. You know what? I, I, I'm embarrassed to say this is her favorite uh, comedy special, Eddie Murphy oh Raw. God. You can't do that. I've never seen the whole thing. I've never you seen the whole thing. You cannot do Eddie Murphy Raw in 2020. Eddie Murphy can't even do Raw in 2020, to be that's honest true. with you. That's true. Right? I mean, but it is super hilarious. There's no doubt about that. Hey, man, I, I asked you to do this because you have been such a big benefit and help for me to get this thing off and running, something I've wanted to do again for a while. And every time I watch you, I'm like, man, Matt's got his act together. He knows what he's doing. So I reached out to you and said, can you help me? And you've been invaluable. You're a good friend. I appreciate that. But for you to help me out professionally to do this, I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. That's what we're all about. And I, people ask me all the time, like it's, it's cool that you have all these Buffalo media guys on your, on your podcast. Like you, most people think like we're all in here, you know, uh, competing to like, like the bills do on Sunday, but you know, there's some competitive spirit to the whole thing, but we're a community, man. Like I think that, you know, idea sharing and, you know, whatever generates the conversation is what this thing is all about. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't hurt that you're one of my good friends. No, I appreciate that a lot. You want to see my background? So I got a bills. I mean, a Buffalo, I got a Buffalo in the background, but then that's the Cleveland Hill Eagle. You know how much I love my Cleveland Eagles. Mm. That's a Cleveland Hill Eagle. I got had to rep my my team right there, right? That's the Cleveland Eagles. That's why I put that in my background. And right. most of the most of the Bills now are de facto Cleveland Hill <laughs> uh, alums right? because they spent most of their summer there. So yeah, yeah, they uh, they worked out at the field, no doubt about it. All right, so let's talk Bills a little bit. Um, I'm going to have Travis Wingfield on in about ten minutes. He's the mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins beat reporter for Dolphins.com. So we'll look ahead more with him. But let me look back with you. Uh, I know we're Thursday now. The game was on Sunday. Um, you know, the big debate, Matt, in Buffalo all week, we've had it on WGR and everywhere else is, is Josh Allen running too much? Now, my position is, I don't think it's too much if that's what you have to do to win the game. And I think too much becomes the minute he gets hurt for anybody, right? The minute he gets hurt, someone's going to say it was too much. That could be on the 10th carry or the fifth carry or the first carry. I just need him to hold on to the ball. Mm. I, the play calling itself, he's a weapon. I, I'm fine with it. That's the thing. Where are your weapons? And you know, you go back to last Sunday, and uh, I, I just think that the way that this—it's almost like a like a shooter. Like Joe Licata always used to say this to me. You know, shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. Right. Like yeah. I feel like that's the same type of thing with you know a lot of these skill position player guys. And it goes for quarterbacks who like to make plays with their legs and their arm. And I think for Josh Allen to get into the game, 
He need, he really needs to feel like he's a part of it. He told us last year he likes to get hit early in a game before he really starts to feel like he, he the mojo is going. I was I was talking about this on a show this week, and and I want to get your thoughts on it because going back to his rookie year, he admitted that his his nickname is Joshy Boucher from the Water Boy. <laughs> it's inspired by the Water Boy. Well, it's just clicking to me like. All of these things over the years, I really think that he has this jo- or this Bobby Boucher water boy mentality where sometimes when he's on the field, he just has that all systems go 110%. I'm going to take your head off. He's a competitor. And so I think you're never going to really be able to coach that out of him. And I really, I'm with you, man. I don't think you should coach it out of him because some of his biggest plays have come on him breaking a tackle, looking to make a play with his legs. And, you know, we, we see Lamar Jackson's doing it. The fumbles are an interesting thing. Lamar Jackson only has one less fumble in his NFL career than Josh Allen. Yeah, it's amazing. And I do want to tell people one of the stats, and this is in no way excusing fumbles away at all. Please do not take it that way. I always have to remind people that anytime there's a fumbled snap, it goes against the quarterback. The center is never charged with a fumble, even if it's the center's fault. So every time you see a, uh, the quarterback fumble five times, they could have had two bad snaps, and it's actually charged to the quarterback, even if it's the exchange. I'm not excusing. He fumbles too much. There's no doubt about that. But look, this was the formula for the team. And then I, I thought about it a lot today, Matt. Here's one other thing I thought about with this, which is it's really overall touches that get him more exposed because we all know, and I've been debating and fighting with people for the last few days about this, that mm. there's no actual increased injury for him running as opposed to being in the pocket. He got hurt in the pocket against Houston a few years right. ago. We know right. that. Guys get get drilled in the pocket. But he threw the ball 46 times. He was stacked three times and he ran 12, not counting the two kneel downs. I mean, so what's that? 46 plus three, 49, 61 times that he actually was responsible for the football. That is a lot. And I think if you're going to do that every game, then sure. I mean, opposed to 20 times, you know, whatever it is, that's going to increase the chances, A, that you get hurt or the chances you fumble. 100%. And I think that, you know, I know Bills fans hate hearing this because we're in year three with Brian Dable, you know, this, the year two really of what this offense for the most part looks like. And you want them to have a really good idea of what they're doing and the personnel that they have. But I do think there's still an element of feeling things out with Stefan Diggs and really how Josh Allen meshes with all the pieces around him. Now you have kind of a new backfield it was a little bit slow to get going last week I anticipate a lot more looks for Devin Singletary this week uh something he said interesting this past week was you know I asked him about you know is it tough when you go a whole quarter and you don't get a your carry until a minute left in the first quarter and he's like no but like it is good to get in a rhythm to get a couple touches, and that's the case. So I think they're going to try to get the running backs more involved here. But I just think it's a it's a feeling out process, something that people have to remember that I don't think they're really putting into perspective early on. This Those four quarters were really like the first four preseason games for these guys. Those were their first real football quarters, football plays of the season. So I think as we go along, they'll have a better idea of what they want to do and how they want to execute. We have a chat box going. You can go through Twitter, obviously. I think you could do the Facebook, my Sal Sports Facebook. I hope you're subscribed to all these channels. And uh, how about our man, Jeremy White from WGR, coming in and saying, here you go. Nice hat, Matt. There you go. You mm. like that? Nice hat, Matt. You be horns up. So let's talk Courtesy about the Courtesy of Jeremy Jeremy White. He got oh, me this hat. Oh, that's why he says it. See, he's, there's always a motive there. He's like, yeah, come on, tell me. It, 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 it's my hat. hat. It's the hat. 
in the collection. <laughs> it's pretty much all I wear. Speaking of UB, Cam Lewis, uh, onto the active roster this week, the Josh Norman injury. Um, this is not a elevation where he goes back down after, you know, Sunday. That's what happened last week. He's on the active roster now, but just with the injuries in general, Josh Norman on IR, Cam Lewis comes up. We saw last week they had to play with that a little bit. This is the um, the thing that people are concerned about this week, which is the linebackers, Matt. I mean, you know, where are you right now as far as the chances of that impacting their ability to perform on Sunday, the linebacker position? I mean, yeah, it definitely is a concern with uh, your two main guys kind of uh, up in the air here. Uh, I think a big thing that happened today was we saw Tyrell Dotson return yeah. to practice. I wasn't out there. You were out there. Uh, so thank you for your updates. But I think that he could kind of fill in for Tremaine Emmons. Leslie Frazier really liked what he saw in a limited portion before he got hurt last week, but he was a full participant today. And then I think it's going to be AJ Klein in that Matt Milano role. And he's a guy that, you know, when, when Lorenzo Alexander had to do that in the last couple of years, and this is no uh, knock on Lorenzo. He was a great all around player, very, uh, you know, really excelled later into his career more than I think anybody thought he could. But athletically speaking, I think AJ Klein is a little bit more, uh, apt to play that role, at least on an interim basis while Milano's out. I mean, Leslie Frazier said it. One of the things that uh, Matt Milano struggled with early on was being able to stay healthy and the hamstrings were an issue early on in his career. You hope that this is going to be something that uh, trends into a few weeks and where they miss him for a couple weeks. There's some there's some big-time offenses coming in here. I mean, you got Sean McVay yeah. in the Rams. Uh, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas uh, Raiders who look pretty good in week one. So you want to get those guys back, but I think they have some guys they can piece in, fill in uh, to get them. I, I think they might want to hold out Tremaine Edmonds too. I mean, depending on how he looks tomorrow, uh, I, I think it's a little bit risky. Shoulder injuries, linebacker, you want that thing pretty close to healed before you put him back out there. Yeah, let me just give you a question here. Uh, Norman's on IR. Charlie Pop says, what is the time frame? The answer to that, Charlie is he is out a minimum of three weeks. We count last week, three games, actually three games. We count last week because he went on IR before that game. You count week two, which is this week against the Dolphins. You count week three against the Rams. He's eligible to come back. But then what happens is you don't have to have him come back. He can stay on for four or five or 10 weeks. The minute he practices, he has 21 days to get activated to the active roster. So um, Matt and I are always, Matt's always asking me some questions. I got to try and go look things up. I'm like, you got to make me research this stuff all the time. Don't you? Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. All the new roster rules this year. Yeah. And Sal's my go-to guy for all of it. I, I feel bad. I'm always, you know why though? Because you're always diving in and I'm, I'm expecting a thread. So if I don't get the thread, I usually text you and be like, what the, what are you doing, man? Get, let's get it going here. All right. Listen, so because this is the first show, and like I said, Matt Perino, tell everybody where they can find you, by the way. I'll let you do that. Yes, New York Upstate, Syracuse.com. All of our coverage will be over there, myself and Ryan Talbot. Uh, we run the website and our new podcast, Shout, a Buffalo football podcast. You can find it in the same kind of uh, situation as we got going here with Sal Sports Live now. Uh, there's so many great shows. I had Matthew Fairburn from the Buffalo Beat on yesterday. There's just, I mean, literally just, just line them all up in your queue yeah. and, and knock them out every week. And uh, there's a lot of, Really, really good uh, content creators out there, and uh, I'm so excited about this show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, um, thank you. And I know, um, you know, I said to you, I don't want to step on your toes with your show, so that's cool. You know, everybody can go over and watch your show on Wednesday night, and come over here and watch it on Thursday night. And I'm gonna lead everybody into Thursday night football. We're gonna talk Thursday night football. That's one of the things I want to do on this show. Not bills. Let's talk NFL. We got a good game tonight. Cleveland, since you got a pick, what do you think? 
Uh, I think Cleveland bounces back a little bit. I think that that offense gets going. I really think that Odell Beckham, uh, Baker Mayfield, there's some motivation there. So I think they come out here and make a statement. And I just think I'm a little bit uh, hesitant to uh, believe uh, Cincinnati is ready for the for the prime time. Although I do think Joe Burrow will play good today. I, I think that defense is can do some things in the passing game. So, I th- but I'm going to go Cleveland. All right, so I want you to hang on for one minute, one, 10 seconds maybe, because I'm going to bring Travis Wingfield in here, but I'm going to do it while you're on because I want to play with this software in this way like to make it look like to have all three of us together. So let me click this button to do it, add him to the stream. Oh, look at that. There he Very is. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Travis, how are you? We're playing I'm with good, all- fellas. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Say hi to Matt. We're going to let him go then. Say hi to Matt and bye to Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> Hey, see you later. <laughs> All right, see you, see Matt. you later, man. Bye, Best luck All right, this is Travis Wingfield, and he's on the um, South Sports Live show right now, coming from Miami. He is the Dolphins reporter for Dolphins.com. And you're by way of Seattle, right? That word is West Coast. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you found your way to Miami very recently. Yes, sir. Go Cougs. I'm a Washington State, uh, born Ooh. and raised, just got here a few months ago. So I'm, I'm living the South Florida lifestyle these days, but I grew up a Dolphins fan, so it was kind of one of those lifelong dreams. Like I wanted to work in the NFL. I wanted to work in some capacity with football and the dolphins were always, you know, my main interest. And so I just kind of started a podcast and and then that turned into a locked on dolphins podcast. And that turned into the, to the drive time podcast with the Miami dolphins podcast network. So it's just been a, an incremental climb, uh, you know, putting in the dues and, and, and getting here. So it's, it's been a lot of fun so far and I'm excited to get a, get out there for the first game at hard rock stadium this year. Yeah. Awesome, man. I think that's a a great message. You know, um, you know, I was in the business, I left the business and then had to kind of work my way back into the business at a later age. And we talked about it a little bit on the phone, you and I, um, but that's a great message, which is just stay with it, man. And just keep doing it and keep grinding and look where you are right now. You're covering an NFL team and it's pretty cool. And maybe a lot of good things on the horizon for the Miami Dolphins, the way that they're setting up their future. They did draft uh, Tua, obviously this year, they brought in a lot of new faces. So let's talk a little bit about Dolphins as they head against the Bills in week number two. Let's start with um, last week. Just last week, obviously, didn't go the way the Dolphins had planned for it, but a tough matchup against you know, the New England Patriots and um, Cam Newton, of course, in their first game. Yeah, certainly. One of the things that Brian Flores and really the Dolphins defenders and, and entire roster spoke about was they they got to do better against the run. I think there's no secret there. The Patriots ran the ball 40-something times, threw it only 19, kind of go away from you know the Byron Jones, Xavier, and Howard combination back there and really use – Cam Newton in the power run game and all the quarterback looks that he had in that run game. It was quarterback lead, you know, some, some sweep action, some option action, some zone read. There was just a lot on the plate there, I think, for a Dolphins team that, you know, the Patriots, there's no film of Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton together until that game. So they were able to kind of put together a plan that maybe was difficult to prepare for. And that's not to make an excuse, as you'll hear, you know, Brian Flores, Emmanuel Ogba, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, former Buffalo Bill, talked about, like, we train for this. We just got to do better. So, you know, no, no excuses, but Patriots had a good plan. They executed it, and they, they got the W, as they've done for so many years now up there uh, under Belichick. All right, let's talk about a couple of former Buffalo Bills. So I know that they could be a 3-4 or 4-3. When Shaq was drafted here in Buffalo, he did play a little bit of linebacker in a 3-4, and I know sometimes it's listed that with the Miami Dolphins. What is his role on this team? And also, is it ever quiet around Shaq Lawson because it never was here in Buffalo? He was a lot of fun. We had him at the presser on Wednesday, I think it was yesterday. And he was, you know, he was, someone asked him who, who he's looking forward to hitting the most. And he was saying, I just want to 
get out there and beat him. I don't want to hit anybody in particular. You talk about Josh Allen being his guy. You had you guys had the bubblegum story today, of course. I think Tredavious White mentioned something yeah. about, you know, there's finally extra bubblegum <laughs> in the right. locker room now that Shaq's gone. So he's been a lot of fun. He has a lot of fun with reporters as well. But as far as his role in the defense, I mean, he's just playing off that edge position. You know, this defense is so multiple that his, his ability to kind of play – inside, outside, and, and kind of stand up and play linebacker as well and, and get down that four-point stance and rush the quarterback. And you guys know how well he plays the run as well. So does a little bit of everything here for the Dolphins so far. And I, I know he's excited to get back out there and play his guys, uh, you know, in the Buffalo Bills. And that uh, should be a good matchup for him out there going up against, uh, you know, Deion Dawkins. Ryan Fitzpatrick gave everything he gave the Bills everything they could handle last year. Uh, they were about to go up two scores, even when they were 0 and 8. Came into Buffalo last year, into Orchard Park. They're about to go up two scores, and then Tre'Davious White got him on the goal line. But Fitz gave them fits, pun intended. And even Tre'Davious White said that yesterday that you know they know what they're in for with Ryan Fitzpatrick. What have you seen uh, from Ryan Fitzpatrick, even going back to training camp, and whether it's his leadership or just slinging mentality? You know, we first had him at training camp last year. I was with a different publication, but talking to Fitz, he was talking about how, you know, I feel like I'm playing the best ball of my career right now. And, and people kind of scoffed at that. But at the same time, it's like, this is a league where you have 40-year-old quarterbacks, you know, winning MVP. So it's not that crazy in an era where quarterbacks are more protected than ever that guys, once they have all that knowledge and have seen everything a defensive coordinator can really throw at them to start excelling at that stage of their career. And I, I believe that to be the case because – when I when he first signed in Miami, I went back and looked at some of his work in Tampa Bay. And the number one thing I noticed was that this guy trusts his eyes as well as any quarterback in the league right now, where he just he sees it pre-snap, he sees it rotate post-snap, and he's gonna let that thing fly. And he trusts his playmakers as well. And you know, kind of live by the sword, die by the sword. He talked about that before the Patriots game in week one, how you know, no disrespect to a Stephon Gilmore, obviously, who was defensive player of the year last year, or Tredavious White, another all-pro cornerback. But he's going to trust his guys in Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki to go up and make a play for him. So he, he trusts it. He lets it fly. He's a, he's a you know high-risk, high-reward quarterback, and he definitely can hit it big and, and also can, uh, you know, he had three, three interceptions in that game as well. So he's, he's a kind of quarterback that he can get hot and he can be a little bit streaky. Yeah, he threw some balls in some really tight windows, and a few of them didn't turn out. But we've seen it the other way here in Buffalo. If you go back to um, Rex Ryan when he was coaching here on a Thursday night, he's playing for the Jets. Fits his, and I mean, he threw some balls. I could not believe he fit where he did and had a great day. And they wound up beating the Bills. But that's Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, you're going to get some of what you saw last week, which is the three interceptions. But you could also get a 400 yard, four touchdown passing day. Yeah, he finished last season with a pair of, I think it was something like 770 yards and five mm -hmm. touchdown passes in the final two games. So, you know, we're, we're used to seeing him play pretty well down here. He played the string out pretty pretty well in 2019 as well. So we'll see how he bounces back. You know, that's that's kind of the, you know, the trend of his career. He mentioned it himself this week, streaky up and down a little bit. And if he can put together a good game, it should be a, a good uh, game on the scoreboard for Dolphins and Bills on Sunday. Another, a couple other guys I want to ask you about real quick are the wide receivers. I really like Preston Williams last year. I think he got hurt, though, towards the end of the year. He missed some time. Devontae Parker is, is a, a guy that I think that really started to come on last year, and that's you know, finally maybe justifying where they took him in the draft. But you know, those guys just, just kind of give us a little bit of a, you know, what they bring to the table as far as playmaking ability. Yeah, certainly a couple of big bodies on the outside there for Fitzpatrick. And they can really play multiple positions as well, too, inside, outside. They, you know, they can run vertical, they can run the short stuff too. You'll see, you'll see Parker get some work on in-breaking routes, whether it's a square in or a slant or a dig, whatever it might be. And he just does so well to use that frame to kind of shield defensive backs away from him. And that's really where he took off last year, you know, uh, fourth most 
touchdowns in the NFL, fifth most receiving yards in the NFL. And Fitzpatrick has that trust in him to go to go vertical, even if he is covered. And the way he kind of positions his body and uses that to shield off the defender where the defender has to make a choice. Am I going to try to go through his body to get to the football or am I going to try to make a play and get burned deep? So it's kind of a do or die thing for cornerbacks out there. And then Preston Williams, you know, when he got hurt last year, he was leading the rookie receiver class with just about every statistic catches yards and touchdowns. So he was off to a great start, had another good camp this, uh, this training camp in August. And they complement each other pretty well, I think, because they, you know, they have that size, but also they can get vertical in, in a heartbeat. All right, man. So you enjoying life in the NFL and covering a team? It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty crazy, man. It's uh, I, I wanted to apologize to you because I forgot my mic back at uh, oh, at the okay. studio at the facility, and I've got like I'm here by myself. My my wife is back home still. She hasn't moved down yet, so like I have this bachelor apartment. So <laughs> forgive me for having my white wall background. It just looks like I'm in a jail cell or something. No, that's okay. I think uh, I think a, a bachelor apartment in South Florida doesn't sound too bad to a lot of people. To be <laughs> honest with you, but um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like Sunday. Obviously, you know, there's going to be fans in the stands. There wasn't here, um, but it's going to be different. It's going to be weird throughout this. But either way, man, you know, good luck this season. Thanks for doing this, and, and I hope to catch up with you down the road. Obviously. Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe things change by week 17. We can come out that way and, and we can maybe get a beer or something. Well, maybe you should bundle up that if that's a, that's the case, just so you know. <laughs> I'm not, yes. It might be some cold weather. I don't know about that cold, though, Travis, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the cold very well, so I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but thanks. Thanks a lot, Sal. All right, that is Travis Wingfield. He is the Dolphins beat reporter. Are we having fun tonight? This is pretty cool, right? So got a lot of things we're going to be um, talking about and doing right here. I forgot I was going to give Travis a history lesson about the Dolphins and the Bills, but you know, I've said it before many times. Basically, in the 70s, the Dolphins kicked the Bills' butt year after year, 20 straight victories. At that same time, Buffalo was losing a lot of um, jobs. People were uh, you know, getting laid off in the city all across Lackawanna, Bethlehem Steel was really, really big at the time. And, you know, whether it was Bethlehem Steel, the auto workers or whatever, just not a good decade for Buffalo in the meantime. And then we had a couple bad winters, including the blizzard of 77, which getting old now, but look it up if you don't know how tragic that was and people died and stuff like that. So Bill's fans in the decade of the 70s, basically just all of that anger and all of that angst basically just kind of took it out on and associated, I guess you'd say, with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that's really what happened. And that's why the Dolphins, and the Dolphins were really good. They won Super Bowls. <laughs> and Don Shula was on the competition committee. And he, every time it seemed like they played the Bills, he was getting calls, and even other teams. But I remember people always complaining. I can't believe Shula. He gets all the calls, competition committee, stuff like that. But all of that that Bills fans felt about the Miami Dolphins really, I mean, about, about what was going on, they kind of took out on and associated with the Miami Dolphins. And I think that's where a lot of the roots of hating the Miami Dolphins come from with Buffalo Bills fans. I grew up, for me, it wasn't the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Ottawa Senators or the Carolina Hurricanes. They didn't even exist, those teams, a couple of them. It was the Boston Bruins. And in football, it was not the New England Patriots. It was the Miami Dolphins. When I grew up, that's who Bills fans hated, right? It was Miami. And then when you go to Miami, it's always called Buffalo South because – there's so many Bills fans that go to the game there. Maybe some of you that are in watching tonight are going to the game in South Florida. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what we got going on, not only in the Dolphins game, but tonight in the NFL. It is Cleveland against Cincinnati. I think my plan is at some point maybe to even have like a 
gambling expert on or something to talk about the Thursday night game. How about a DFS guy, daily fantasy? We could do that, right? We could do some fantasy stuff. I don't think I have any fantasy people in this game, but with the performance last week, I was actually listening to Eric Mangini today. It was on Colin Coward. He made a great point about the Cleveland Browns. He said, you know, last week, the Browns had a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, a rookie defensive coordinator, and they had to go on the road when they haven't yet in a preseason, had no preseason games. You know, oh, by the way, you have to play the Baltimore Ravens coached by John Harbaugh, and they're really good, and they have Lamar Jackson. It made a lot of sense why Cleveland did not play well and didn't look good. I, I like some things that Joe Burrow did last week, but tonight, under the lights, first start on national television against a team that has all those personalities that want to get it back on track. I think I like the Cleveland Browns tonight. Uh, that's who I would go with. They're favored by six. I think it is. Last I saw, six and a half. Probably would even take them you know, on the line right there. Now, as far as games, survivor games, I took the Bills in my survivor pool last week. Yes, I did. I never take the Bills week one. I did. I took the Jets in the death pool, you know, a team to win, a team to lose. So that can be different. This week, I'm looking at the games. There's nothing really maybe that stands out. I mean, San Francisco, Duff, they're going to New York, and San Francisco is super banged up. You could take Arizona, but hey, Washington did beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week, Carolina at Tampa, Tampa bounce back game with Tom Brady at home. That might be uh, the best game to go with as far as a survivor pick this week. So I probably will, if I'm leaning right now, I'd probably lean Tampa Bay. And then I guess I'd take Carolina in the death pool since I'd still have them available, but this is not an easy week to pick a survivor game. It's not an easy week to pick a death pool game. So good luck. If you're any of those leagues, uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. So we only got a few minutes left on here. Again, I want to thank everybody for making this possible. Uh, thanks to the folks. My boss is over at WGR Sports Radio 550 as well. Uh, for being on board with this, we got a lot more coming your way every Thursday night. See how quick this goes? Every Thursday night, 7.30 to 8. I'm also going to have um, some good guests on as we go, hopefully, you know, every week, getting somebody from the opposing team, the opposing team media. But before I go, I do have one request, and it's not from me. It's from my son, Max. So here's the deal. So Max said, dad, can you get some subscribers to Max's play date? Max has his own YouTube channel. And I, I I'm sorry, but I got to do it because he's my son. And he asked, I'm going to throw in the actual link to Max's YouTube channel. And I need you, if you have a child to go subscribe to that, that's what you need to do. Go subscribe to that because maybe you can, um, I don't even know if you, it's Max's play date. Basically uh, it might be a private kid's, it's a kid's channel. He does like Lego stuff. He builds Legos. Um, he does, he put Minecraft, he plays Minecraft and he puts it on there. It's called Max's play date. You can look for it, but there's a link right there. I put in there. I'm just telling you that's what he asked me to do. So I'm doing it for my son here tonight. Uh, thanks a lot to Matt Perino, New York Uh, thanks a lot to Travis Wingfield of dolphins.com. We're going to do this every Thursday night. And like I said, it flew by tonight and it's going to be even a lot better. We're going to make sure we go through everything as thorough as possible for you. Keep everything condensed to 30 minutes because I don't want you to keep you, keep you all night. I want you to be able to get to the Thursday night football game. And tonight it is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I think there might have been one or two other things, but that's it. All right. All right, ready? We're going to have a good night tonight. Say goodbye. Thank you for, for in the chat box, however you're finding me. Again, don't forget, it's on Twitter, Sal Sports, Facebook Sal Sports page, and YouTube. And we're working on Twitch. We'll be on Twitch no, uh, sooner or later, I promise you. Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.